And this solution is, is an integrated solution. One of my visions is to create a vehicle which can assist in terms of financing, training, um, capacity building, and enabling women to meaningfully participate in the sector. I am so delighted to be joined by yourselves in this conversation. Hi, I'm Timothy Maurice, a behavioral psychology author, and I have the absolute pleasure of hosting a conversation with transportation pioneer Nangamso Matabese Maponya. This conversation is episode one of a five-part series highlighting the opportunities and obstacles to innovating for women in transportation and is a part of our Women's Dialogue Summit. In this interview, Nangamso opens up with sharing her passion for women-centric transportation. Enjoy. I'd like to say that I consider myself a visionary, using my own experiences to change and improve experiences of other people. I'm passionate, really passionate about the transport sector and its ability to shape the careers, the dreams, and the visions of people. But I also recognize that it may be very limiting to those it is not serving. So by the age of 10, I was using, I was already using public transport. And I realized while I was growing up and while I was navigating my career that the transport sector doesn't serve women and girls well. It is still stuck in the 1600s where women performed family care duties at home. And as time goes, women participating in social and economic activities while continuing to take care of their families, their mobility needs are so unique and very different to those of men. So I found myself in a position of influence as a professional in the transport financing space and thought I found an opportunity to really try and uncover this issue more deeply, how I can contribute to changing the narrative myself as a practitioner. So as a visionary, I use my own experiences, the knowledge that I gather while I do my work and do the re- and, and through research, as well as the networks, some of whom are represented in this conversation and you're gonna hear from in the next episodes of the podcast. So I use this, all this combination of education and networks to really reimagine the transport. And reimagining transport systems is thinking about the systems that serve women as well as it serves men. So I came up with this women-centric transport and I call it WeCT model. This model, like this model um, talks about three broad areas. It talks about infrastructure, design, and growth. So how the three areas link, um, I consider improved access to infrastructure coupled with inclusive designs as an enabler for growth in the society. And it, it has an opportunity of improving socioeconomic status of various groups within the society. And it has an opportunity of helping the country and the continent, in particular, the uh, the African continent, to step up the efforts to close the gender gap and secure substantial growth in the process. So if I want to to delve in a little bit more on, on um, on this model, the model really advocates for not only increased participation and representation of women in the transport sector, but it also advocates for the designs that are gender inclusive 
to allow everyone equal chance of meaningful participation in the society and also allow them to advance their goals and dreams. So we understand that gender equality is at the top of the agenda in many countries, including South Africa. So I believe we can use the transport sector to achieve that and drive sustainable development. So why does that really matter? It matters because failure to embrace gender diversity, women and therefore our overall social economic progress will not reach its potential. So that's basically yeah. my drive, Timothy. Nangamso is very hands-on with her transportation vision. She shares here why she went out into taxi ranks to interview women and survey the territory. Here's what she faced. Um, we want to play a video shortly, but I, I just want to quickly give an introduction so that I guide the viewers to what to look out for when they're watching okay. this video. There's three things I'd like the viewers to make an observation around. Um, the one, the first one is, is integration. We all know how poorly integrated our transport systems are. So when I was, in, was on the ground, I went to Boulder's Taxi Rank. In that space, you find... Um, the how train and, and, and how train services, including their feeder bus services in that space. You find provincial bus services, PADCO, you find taxis, you find private cars, people walking, many modes, modes of transport in one space. So the, the issue of integration is demonstrated in that video. The second observation I'd like you to make is around the, the participation of women in the transport business itself. So my observation is that there's very poor uh, uh, participation of women in the core part of the uh, transport business. The third observation is there's actually a lot more women transport users than men. So as the biggest stakeholder, you then ask yourself, why is this poor representation in the actual business when the, the, the biggest part of the client is, is women. So I'll just, I'll give you a, a moment to look at the video, it's just under two minutes, then we can continue with the conversation. Here during the summit, Nangamso plays the video, but for the purposes of the podcast, we'll just talk through it and you can contact her directly for her to send you the full video. In the first part of the video, I am introducing my journey. I am saying, here I am, I'm in Boulders. I'm here to experience the transport system, to see how women are participants in the transport sector, particularly in that uh, minibus taxi area, and how they are users of the taxi, of the transport system. So, okay. and then the, the second part, I'm actually talking to a lady who was getting off a taxi, rushing to uh, to work, it was actually her first day at work. So it was quite interesting that she, she was never, she was lost and she was late. And we, I had to say, we're not going to make you late. So um, can you just give me one minute of your time just to check where are you going? Um, where do you come from? How long did it take for you to get to where you are? And, and, and. So we didn't get much time to have a longer conversation with her. So we had to let her go because she was rushing to her first day at work. So the two other conversations I'm having, one is with a lady who is selling motor products, oils, brake fluids, and cigarettes, selling stuff for the taxi and the taxi drivers, people who are working sure. in, the, in there. So, and then we, we ask a few questions around 
does she feel safe? How does she get here? What time does she get there? How long does it take her to get um, to her work? And where does she keep the, her merchandise? The interesting thing about, about that, okay, before, before I get there, the, second, the, th- the last lady I spoke to is cleaning. She's, she's busy cleaning there. So okay. then those observations for me is I didn't see any women driving a taxi apart from a mention of one female driver when we spoke to, to the drivers. So these two ladies, the interesting um, part of our conversation was that they actually didn't feel unsafe in the taxi, in the taxi rank. And, yeah. and if you've been in a taxi rank, you realize that within the taxi rank itself, you hardly going to get robbed. You probably going to get robbed in, within the peripheries of the taxi rank. Secondly, okay. the taxi drivers are friendly for as long as you allow them or you behave in a way that is acceptable to them. They're not going to rob you, but they're definitely going to be giving you unwelcome com- um, compliments, how beautiful you are or, um, or whatever. They will just make unwelcome comments to you. So if you're sitting there peacefully selling brake fluids, they're not going to be bothering you, right? So, so this lady wasn't bothered. She didn't understand the safety issues we we're talking about. Plus, she has a car which takes her to the nearest taxi rank. Then she takes a taxi to where she works. So, I mean, you would also see in that video, when we were talking to this guy, the first instance when we arrived at the taxi rank that morning, there were taxi drivers hooting while they were passing us because we're trying to get to a point where we can talk to somebody, but they, everybody's hooting. They're trying to see what are these beautiful girls doing in the taxi rank. We, want, we also want to talk to them. So the first guys we actually got an opportunity to talk to, you can see how that guy, while he's answering our questions, all he wanted to do was grab my hand. He just wanted to just touch me. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the nature of the, the, the environment that, um, that you have to be dealing with in, in as far as using taxes. Yes, you feel safe there because for as long as you behave like they're expecting you, they're not going to harm you, let's say. But if you talk about harassment, I can confidently say in that morning I was harassed because this guy continued to try and grab my hand as I was trying to move away because we're trying to have a conversation with them. And I deliberately in- included that part in the video to demonstrate exactly that. So, and then, and then also um, the stalls, women are selling fruits, they're selling hair products, they're selling wigs, they're running hair salons, they are um, doing clothes, they have clothes shops and all these other businesses within the peripheries. Whereas in the number of commuters, when you look at the number of commuters in, the, in that space, there's a lot more women. Some of them didn't want to be filmed, so we couldn't get pictures or videos of, of more people. So yeah, that's, that's my observation. In terms of integration, lack of integration is more detrimental to women than it is to men for two reasons that if if you have to jump off a bus and get into a taxi and then get into maybe another bus to get to your destination 
firstly, that takes longer and it, it costs more money. And okay. that, that becomes more of an issue for women because women do a lot more trip chaining than men do, getting on and off to get to home, from work to home, because they're likely to be picking up groceries. They're likely to be picking up a child from, nest, from crutch and, uh, uh, and so on and so forth. So that becomes an issue of inefficiency that, allows, that does not allow women to travel faster and cheaper. And there's part where there's a part in the video where you see women crossing the street. Those people actually got off a taxi at the robot and walked okay. and walked across the road. And there are, there are cars. It's not a safe place to stop, but they had to get off there and and walk to the other side. So I couldn't follow and see how far, the, how long a distance they're going to continue working, but. That, that presents a, safe, a safety issue for women. So there's a number of observations and a, a yes. lot of issues that I picked up in just that morning journey in the Texas rank. Wow. Here we explore a little more about her passion for bringing industry stakeholders together in such a disruptive environment. It has been that um, experience for a while where we're having these isolated conversations. But I believe that if you're going to look, for example, at um, design and engineering, you can't leave technology out of it, right? If you're going to look at participation of women as employees or workers in the transport space, you can't leave education and training out of the equation. If you're going to talk about improving safety, the speed, and to some extent, cost of traveling, you also can't leave education out of the equation. So the, the purpose of this conversation is to see how much of those different parts of the value chain do we need to bring together to make a meaningful change? Because we've been having this conversation, the technologies are there, but are the technologies solving the problems that we are seeing around? Are the technologies solving a, a travel time issue? Are they solving a cost issue? Are they saving a, a safety issue, for example? So later on in the panel, We'll be talking about those solutions and how technology can yeah. come in. Yes. Awesome. You know, you've launched a number of platforms. This is a platform. You've got a podcast that's a platform. I want to talk a little bit about why it's important for you to create dialogue and conversations on these podcasts and on these platforms. You know, you're not trying to be famous. You're not trying to be one of these people that are like all over the media. <laughs> so why have you created these platforms? Uh, for me, uh, Timothy, I mean, at first instance, it was just myself sharing my views. But alone, okay. there's not much I can, I can do or change. And the idea around creating this conversation is to, is to invite influencers, role players, and decision makers into a conversation where we all recognize that something has to shift. And the, I, the, yeah. from, from here on, this is, a recorded, this is a recorded conversation, but the audience, we, we need the message to land in a structured or in a more coordinated fashion, so to speak, so that those who have not recognized that the, there is a huge problem, they get it in such a way that the problem is presented, but the solutions are also covered 
in that conversation. So it's important yeah. for me to not just speak about it, but speak about these issues, but to make sure that when we speak about the issues, we direct our voices to those who, together with us, can drive the change that we want to see. Nangamso closes by sharing her vision and what we can expect. My bigger vision, Timothy, talks to a, a possible solution. And this solution is is an integrated solution. But because I come from an investment and a financing background, that's what I know the most. So I, I also realize that financing alone does not solve the problem. Money alone doesn't solve the problem. You need to have everything that's encompassed in, that, in, in, in the solution to be in the same pot. So one of my visions is to create a vehicle which can assist in terms of financing, training, um, capacity building, and enabling women to meaningfully participate in the sector. That's the bigger goal. Wow. A huge thanks to Nangamso for her vision, dedication, and commitment to making sure women have the best possible chance of realizing their goals and dreams by having a transportation system that supports them on their route. Make sure you share this episode and check out the rest of the series all five episodes. Until next time.